Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Simply Seria podcast. We are live on the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel, but if you are watching us on that platform, we want you to go over to any major podcast store and make sure you're subscribed to Simply Seria. Give us a follow on Twitter as well at Simply Seria. I'm your host Harry Simiu, and I'm joined as always by my right-hand man, the brilliant Vittorio Campanile. How are you doing, sir? Not bad, thanks. What about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'd imagine I'm I'm in better shape than you today. You know, <laughs> my my team won at the weekend. I'm talking about my English team, Arsenal, of course. And um, Lazio didn't get the the best result um, at the weekend. We'll we'll start off on that game because, of course, it was a very significant game because it offered into the opportunity to climb uh, to the top of Serie A, and they took the advantage. Um, you know, they took the chance with both hands. And they got there. And I feel like, Vittorio, you might have cursed Lukaku. You know, we talk a lot <laughs> about Lukaku on this. Um, and he popped up with a couple of goals at the weekend. What did you make of the game overall, first of all? Yeah, I was sure that Lukaku would have scored against Lazio after all I've been saying. So, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all. Um, well, the first thing is, as you pointed out, that was a huge chance for Inter. And a lot of Inter fans, Inter journalists, Seeing what happened in the past, uh, thought that Inter could collapse against Lazio. Instead, I think, and here was Antonio Conte step up, right? He was able to handle the pressure. This was a very, very important game for Inter, and they played well. And uh, these three points can really change the season for Inter because let's not forget, they went out of the Coppa Italia just a couple of days ago against Atalanta. And uh, so Conte had maximum pressure because they're out of the Champions League, they're out of the Coppa Italia. The only thing they have left to play is the Scudetto. And if they didn't win Sunday, they could have been out of that. So uh, I thought they played really smart. Maybe uh, Lazio wasn't uh, too smart. Lazio tried to dominate the match. And for me, this was the wrong wrong decision. Uh, It worked... It worked against Atalanta, it worked against Roma, but Inter is a completely different team. Inter has one of the best defense in Serie A, and they have Lautaro Martinez, that is very fast, Perisic and um, Hakimi, very fast players. 
So uh, attacking Inter uh, for me was the wrong decision for Lazio. Uh, maybe, you know, coming from a winning streak of six match, did too much confidence, uh, did provide too much confidence to Lazio that yeah. was convinced to win even, you know, just because they, they had a winning streak. So I think Inter played very smart. Lukaku scored, Lautaro Martinez was very, very dangerous. And uh, to be honest, they, they deserve to win because you don't win with the ball possession. I think Lazio had something like 65%. You win with scoring goal. And to be honest, Inter had more chances, far more chances than Lazio. You mentioned Lazio's approach and that maybe it was a little bit, I guess, naive to go to the San Siro and try to dominate the game the way they did. And I completely agree with you. You know, I think that... Um, you know, you should be a little bit more pragmatic in a situation like that, a little bit more careful. And you're probably right when you say that the confidence Lazio would have had going into that game may be influenced uh, Simone and Zaghi and the team's approach. But, you know, we talk about that being perhaps the wrong decision, but what I certainly thought was a wrong decision was the the decision to award Inter with the penalty, um, with the penalty that, that was converted by Romelu Lukaku. I thought it was a good challenge. I thought that the defender got a foot on the ball. I know he's coming from behind, but he kind of comes around the side. And for me, he gets enough on the ball. And that's the kind of situation you want to see the VAR step in and, um, and you know, at least send the referee to the monitor. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't even go over to the monitor, did he? No, no. So, I, I, I have to be honest, seeing in real time, I thought it was never a penalty. Even the first couple of replays didn't convince me. Then there is a, another one I saw with the, I think it's the left foot of uh, Hurt that touches Lautaro Martinez's right foot, something like that. It's not the one that he has tagged the leg, it's the other one. So, you know, it's a challenge. It's In Italy, we, we say that diving, sliding in the penalty box, it's not very smart for a defender because it's very, very dangerous. So, you know, I think you could give that penalty, unfortunately. Uh, we have to say that Lazio has been very unlucky because the first penalty, you know, uh, you have to give it, but maybe some ref didn't do it in the past. And then the second goal, <laughs> I mean, how unlucky was it? It was half a foot that kept uh, Lukaku onside. And, uh, you know, uh, in 10 minutes, the, the match pretty much ended for Lazio. So very unlucky. Episodes can decide a very uh, equal match like it did Sunday for Lazio. Uh, so, yeah, unlucky Lazio. But at the same time, we have to say, Harry, Lazio had like 70 minutes to, to recover from that and uh, didn't create many chances. I think Kandanovic made that just one save on uh, on Immobile in the first half and that was it. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was a generous penalty. I think it was good. The ref had to give it. But I was expecting something more from Lazio, to be honest with you. Yeah, I get that. I think from my perspective, I at least want to see the referee going over and having a yeah. look and making yeah. that decision. That's that's where I get frustrated. You know, when we talk about VAR, we're forever being told that the, the power stays with the man in the middle. The power stays with the referee on the field. And it feels like in that situation, he should have gone over and had a look. And look, if he came back and said... I saw a bit of contact there. I think he has impeded Lautaro Martinez. Then then I'm okay with that. But I think it's probably a little bit more frustrating watching that because 
you know that the referee hasn't gone over and, and, and had a look. The, the, the thing is, if the referee says, I saw the touch, then the VR can not do nothing, which, you know, in certain cases, I um, don't believe is the, the right decision. I mean, sometimes the refs can say, yeah, I saw the touch, but didn't see uh, really clearly the thing. So that's where I think the VR have to change. I'll give you an example. Uh, Roma Udinese, the, the third goal that has been disallowed from Roma, uh, the ref said he saw a touch, but he didn't see the foot of Mikitarian uh, kicking the, the other player. And so in that case, they, they, they went to the VR. There is a little bit of uh, limits that has to be improved there. You know, uh, yeah. they have to be a better communication. Have you seen the touch? Have you seen this touch? The other one, etc. Because I think VR is has been created to avoid mistakes, and sometimes the ref make mistakes because see things that uh, didn't happen or didn't see things that happened. So, what, what, what's your view on this? Because in England, there's a lot of talk about the idea of of us as fans, as supporters, as viewers, being able to hear the communication between the referee and the VAR. Do you think that would work in Italy? I think in England, the football fans are not mature enough to deal with that and and actually, you know, listen to it and and put and respect it. What do you think that would be like in Italy if that were to come up? Well, I think that would be useful, right? Because at least you you hear what they're saying, you you hear what's happening, right? So. Um, I think it would be very useful. One of the things in Italy is that people don't trust the referees because they don't see, they don't hear what they say, right? So uh, you never know. Instead, if you communicate what's happening, it will, this will clear a lot of things. Now, the new, uh, let's call it referee, uh, uh, own the new boss of the refs in Italy have announced that the plan is to make a ref speak after the matches. That would be really interesting because finally you're going to ask, hey, why did you give the penalty or why didn't you give the red card to display or things like that? I don't know how much he's going to speak, if he's going to talk about details or in general. Yeah. But that would be, that will have a huge impact, right? Should, be, sure. should be interesting. For sure. Let's, uh, let's go back to Inter quickly before... Uh, we move on to another game. Are you now convinced? And I know you've always said that Inter have the squad, Inter have the manager, Inter have the ingredients to go on and, and win the Scudetto. Are you are you now convinced that this result can be a springboard upon which they jump forward and they now maintain their place at the top of the division? Well, I think, and, I, you know, there's the Derby this weekend so that will be probably the turning point if inter wins the scudetto you know uh the scudetto sorry if inter wins the derby against ac milan then they will get a massive leap uh so probably that's the turning point but harry we said it milan is not playing great football against spezia they've been dominated i mean if spezia had a good striker that match could have finished four nil for 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 spezia uh, we said it, Milan have been winning a lot of matches recently without playing great football. They finally, I'm sorry to say that, but they lost and they didn't deserve. I mean, Spezia dominated the match. Spezia should have won that match easily. So 
things are changing. It's not only Inter playing well, it's Milan playing badly. Uh, the other thing, I was honestly surprised to see Juventus losing to Napoli. Napoli was coming again from a very tough moment, uh, losing in Coppa Italia and so on. There were rumors that Cattuso could be sacked and instead they beat Juventus. So it's not only Inter playing better or winning, it's the other teams losing. So, <laughs> you know, it's it, this can be a turning point. Inter start playing better, getting confidence. On the other side, we're seeing Milan losing a little bit of confidence. Ibrahimovic didn't touch the ball on uh, against Spezia. Uh, so, yes, I think these couple of weeks can be really important. Let's not forget that Inter hasn't got Champions League. Now Juventus will play in the Champions League. Milan will yeah. play in Europe League. So, the, there is a big... Uh, Milan is playing this, this week before the, before the Derby, Thursday. You know, you, it's not a far away match. It's not very far from Italy, but still, you're going to lose energy three days before the derby. I mean, that could be, um, that and could it, have a massive impact. It means you don't have time to prepare for the derby as well. You know, not, it's not just about the the physical uh, sort of effects. It's the fact that Definitely. your training sessions now will be focused on that Europa League game, and then how quickly you have to turn it around to folk turn the focus to the Milan derby so it's not a lot of time from a both a physical standpoint and of course uh, a preparation standpoint as well which obviously doesn't help but it now means doesn't it that Inter can go into the derby with the aim of just avoiding defeat you know yeah. of course if they win it it would be massive it would open up a gap for them but the the, the pendulum has swung now because whereas last week if they if we were going into the derby you'd have been looking at Milan and saying, well, as long as they don't get beat here, they still remain in a good position. Now that's changed and Inter can go there and Inter can sit back and perhaps hit them on the counter-attack similarly to the way they did to Lazio. Yes, definitely. And now Milan is in uh, the winning mode. They have to win the derby, unfortunately. And so the question to Pioli is, Thursday, are you bringing your best squad in the Europe League or are you rotating the players so that you will have them fresh, supposedly, for the derby. And what happens? You you say, okay, Europe League is not that important for us. We have to focus on the derby. You have to make some calls now for, for AC Milan. Um, Mandzukic, that a lot of people said that's a great signing, is proving to not be a great signing. I think he needs at least one month to get back in shape. He hasn't played in the last six months. Ibrahimovic, you know, uh, can he play at maximum level all, all, all year long? There were some articles yesterday on the, on the press in Italy saying, well, you know, Ibrahimovic has been one of the secrets of this team so far. But then you go and look in the last month. He has been sent off in the derby in Coppa Italia, you remember. Uh, and Milan lost for that. He's making some stupid complaints. Now there are, there are rumors because he's going to Sanremo, that is a music festival. And, you know, the season is going on. Milan is fighting for the Scudetto. And you go to a music festival, you're going to lose mental energy. Is it wise to do it? So there are some articles, there are some journalists saying, well, yes, Ibrahimovic helped Milan so far. But in the last month or so, we are not seeing the same Ibrahimovic as before. So this can be another big difference. And the other thing, Harry, everybody, everybody expected, you know, 
last weekend should be a good weekend for Milan. They're playing Spezia, who's, you know, fighting for relegation. Inter is playing against Lazio, who's coming from a six-win uh, winning streak. This should be a good weekend for AC Milan. And what happens? Inter win, Milan loses. You know, now everything can change. Inter yeah, could be sure. very high on confidence. On the other side, Milan can can lose a little bit of confidence. So, Yeah, completely agree. But it is worth remembering, isn't it, that when this season started out, people looked at Milan as a side who could potentially push on and qualify for the UEFA Champions yep. League. For them to be where they are and in the conversation about the Scudetto is Milan punching above their weight, isn't it? So we should bear that in mind as well, that this fall away from Milan that we may be starting to see happen, it was kind of always on the cards, wasn't it? I know you were you're quite sure that they probably wouldn't be able to maintain uh, top spot until until the end of the season. And, and you're being proved right now. Yes, uh, it's even true, Harry, that you arrive at February that you're number one on the table and then you're starting to drop points. You know, yes, it's true. Your target, your goal was to get back in the Champions League. But when you're top of the table in February and you start sliding, then yes, I, I understand the Champions League is my target, but, you know, I, I'm... Fans will start believing they could win the Scudetto, really. Journalists start talking, hey, this Milan is a good team. They're going to win the Scudetto. So, you know, you get a little bit frustrating, irritating. Fans are not happy anymore. So, yes, for me, Milan wasn't a team that could fight for the Scudetto. But miracle happens. Leicester in, champ in, in the Premier League a couple of years ago wasn't supposed to win the, the league and they did. So, uh, you know, it's... Like Lazio last year, let's not forget, Lazio was one point behind Juventus at this time last year. Um, so, yes, <laughs> maybe they're going to reach the Champions League, but will they be looking as a disappointed season if they don't win the Scudetto now? Maybe, a little bit, yes. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Um, also, before we come on um, to talk a little bit about Milan's defeat, specifically at Spezia, We've kind of touched on the derby that's coming up this weekend and what that means as well is another meeting of Romelu Lukaku and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And we <laughs> saw what happened in the Coppa Italia. Um, there was a bit of a, a an altercation between the two. Um, there was no further punishment dished out to, to Ibrahimovic, was there, to my knowledge. Um, what, what did the press in Italy make of that whole situation? Because he's clearly having a go at, at Lukaku. He's brought some voodoo stuff yeah. into the conversation off the back of something Lukaku said a few years back. It, what was the reaction to that in Italy? Was it kind of just brushed under the carpet? Was it sort of made a big deal of? Well, the inquiry, it looks like it's still going on. It takes time, which is annoying. But uh, no, I mean, all newspaper talked about it because, you know, it, it, it was a terrible behavior from both of them. And uh, uh, at in that stage, big derby in Coppa Italia, uh, you can't ignore it. And again, as I said before, there's something going on with Ibrahimovic in the last month or so. That behavior was terrible. Uh, let's not forget afterwards, he was sent off and Milan lost that match. Milan was ahead 1-0. So there are some rumors that maybe Ibrahimovic is 
now taking off points from Milan. The belief is that, well, everybody knows that Ibrahimovic uh, thinks like he's God. But yeah. maybe <laughs> he's overreacting. Uh, yes, he had amazing six months. But, you know, maybe he should come down to earth because Milan is losing points thanks to him. Again, Saturday against La Spezia, nobody noticed if Ibrahimovic was playing. And he wasn't playing against Sergio Ramos or, or Van Dijk. He was playing against Spezia defender and he didn't have a single chance. So, you know, maybe it's time to, to come back to earth because Milan needs you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's move. Let's talk a little bit more about that game, Spezia-Milan. Um, I mean, I've I've caught Spezia a couple of times this season um, where I've seen them play and they're not a terrible side for me. Um, you know, they've, they produce some good performances. Did this come as a complete and utter shock to you or, or are Spezia one of those teams, in your opinion, that from time to time they will pull out a result like this? Well, the thing is, uh, they play a great football. We notice this from the beginning of the season. You know, uh, in Italy, what happens? A lot of time, new managers come in and they say, hey, this manager, it's really interesting. He played a very nice football. Uh, they said the, the same thing last year of Liverani and things went completely bad for him. Lecce got relegated and so on. Uh, they were saying the same thing about Italiano this year, the Spezia manager. And seeing Spezia, they put out some surprise this season. They beat Roma in the Coppa Italia. They, they had some surprising win. They play great football. They move the ball very well. What I said, what I think is they're missing a real number nine, someone that finalize all the chances they create. People yeah. that scores, that's what they're missing. Uh, to be honest, we saw Milan in the last couple of months winning matches they didn't deserve to win. So I thought, okay, what's going to happen is Spezia gonna, is going to dominate, have the ball possession, and Milan is going to score. Instead, uh, Spezia dominated the ball, the, the ball possession and Milan didn't create nothing. Even on counter-attack, they weren't able to do nothing. Uh, it was really strange to see that match. And again, Donnarumma was amazing because without Donnarumma, I think... Milan could have lose 4 nil maybe. Uh, so, I mean, at the end, Spezia find a way to score because they were playing so so well. In the second half, Milan was struggling to get out of the penalty box. This tells you a lot about how Milan was playing. So, now the question is, was it a one-a-day, a one-a-time and Milan would be playing to, this, to their level back next Sunday or yeah. this is just the starting of the downhill for Milan. We don't know because Spezia play very well, very good football. Uh, it's interesting because people think that AC Milan midfield is very good. I don't, I don't believe it. They are very physical, but quality is not there for me. So yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, you know, if Inter has proved to be a, um, Good midfield, especially now that Ericsson is playing. They have Barella, they have Ericsson, they have Akimi. So you, you see the talent there. So, you know, I think the derby will be quite very hard if Pioli doesn't prepare it very well. How to, you know, avoid Barella, avoid Ericsson, 
to create chances for Inter. So it's going to be really interesting for me. For sure. It's, there's plenty of, uh, of, uh, of importance riding on that one now. We look forward to that this coming Sunday evening. Uh, let's briefly touch on the game between Napoli and Juventus. You mentioned that Napoli came into this game in a bit of a difficult position. Uh, Gattuso, um, under a little bit of pressure, it's, it's no secret that him and De Laurentiis uh, are not exactly seeing eye to eye on all matters at the moment. It was a, a, a goal from a penalty. Um, did did Napoli, in your opinion, deserve to win the game? And is this just another kind of sign that whilst Juventus have done okay under Andrea Pirlo, they're still very much on a journey and they're still very much uh, building towards getting back to where they were maybe a couple of seasons ago? Well, it was a very strange match for me. Um, did Napoli deserve? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. You know, it depends. Who scores more goals? wins and that's football so yes on that point yes they deserve but Napoli had one chance that penalty and that's it so it was really strange uh, Juventus had ball possession but they didn't create that many chances Morata was awful uh, Alvaro Morata did so many things wrong Saturday that was Unexpected. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo missed a couple of chances. Meret, the goalkeeper of Napoli, made a couple of good saves. But you would expect, with Napoli going ahead immediately, Juventus had like 80 minutes to recover. You would expect Meret to make like five, six great saves. He made just a couple. So I fear, like we said about Spezia, it's a little bit what's happening with Juventus. Juventus is missing a big number nine. Morata has never been a top scorer. Cristiano Ronaldo is not anymore the, the, the great player he was a couple of years ago. He's missing chances that a couple of years ago he wouldn't. So Juventus is creating a lot of chances. He's dominating the ball possession, but they're not converting. They're not scoring. And, and we saw it Saturday with Napoli defending uh, very well. I mean, that's one of the skills, one of the characteristics of Gattuso's team. They're very good defending. Yeah. Uh, Juventus didn't create that many chances at all. And it was really surprising because we said it just a couple of we weeks ago that Juventus was improving. Finally, we were seeing um, Pirlo's type of football, etc. And then with the Napoli coming from, you know, <laughs> an awful moment, uh, they found a win that I believe nobody was expecting. So... Uh, yes, and now Juventus has to win, has to recover. There's a Champions League coming. That is top priority for Juventus. Let's not forget about that. Yep. So, you know, uh, Dybala, we don't know if he's going to be back because they miss Dybala a lot. Morata, unfortunately, is not that number nine that people were expecting. Uh, so, yeah, I was surprised, Harry. I was surprised. I didn't expect that. I thought Juventus would have won that match easily, to be honest. Uh, so, and it was yeah. strange because Napoli had really one chance, that penalty, that's it. And and Napoli had so many injuries as well, Vittorio. You know, you look at uh, the list of players they were without, you know, they were without Dries Mertens, they were without Koulibaly, Manolas, uh, Deme, uh, yeah, Isa, and they Goulam. You know, they had so many players. They lost Ospina in the warm-up as well, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, we we didn't see it coming. 
this tells you one thing, and there were rumors in the last couple of weeks. The players are not behind Gattuso. The players want Gattuso out. We saw it Saturday. The players are with Gattuso because Insigne was fighting for 85 minutes. Um, Lozano had an injury in the last 10 minutes and still they made all the substitutions. So he had to play till the end of the match and he tried to do the best he could. So this tells you that Gattuso has the team playing for him and uh, they didn't play well, but they fought till the end of the match and uh, that probably made the difference. So, but again, with all those players missing from Napoli, with the situation Napoli was, I mean, Atalanta dominated Napoli in the Coppa Italia's match just a couple of days before. Who could expect that Juventus wasn't able to score at least one goal? Atalanta scored three goals in 21 minutes, you know. How can it be possible that Juventus in 95 minutes wasn't able to score one goal? Uh, Meret made two great saves, that's all. So, yeah. they're a question mark. They're a question mark. Uh, in, it in Italy, you say that defence with the, the champions... The, the Serie A. But if you're not able to score, then, you know, it's going to be quite complicated for Juventus. For sure. Let's uh, let's wrap up with uh, this weekend's results. So we'll just quickly take you through uh, the results from uh, week 22 in the Italian top flight. It finished Bologna 1, Benevento 1, Cagliari 0, Atalanta 1, Crotone 1, Sassuolo 2, Inter 3, Lazio 1, Napoli 1, Juventus 0, Roma 3, Udinese 0, Roma uh, winning again. Sampdoria 2, Fiorentina 1, Spezia 2, Milan 0, Torino 0, Genoa 0, Verona 2, Parma 1. And in terms of the Serie A table, well, Inter have gone to the top of the division. They are one point clear of AC Milan. Roma keeping up the pace in third place, but they are some six points off of Milan in second. Juventus are in fourth on 42 points. They're eight points behind the leaders, Inter. But of course, they do have a game in hand. So that's worth noting. And then, of course, it's Napoli in fifth, Atalanta in sixth. And in the relegation zone at the moment, it's Cagliari, Parma and, of course, Crotone. So still plenty to play for down there as well. Um, Vittorio, I've got a question um, for you from one of our uh, viewers uh, MBAFC says, hope you're both good. Harry, can you ask Vittorio about how highly he rates Luis Alberto and why he thinks it didn't work out at Liverpool? Well, I think Luis Alberto is probably one of the best midfielders in Serie A at the moment and probably one of the best assist men in Europe. Uh, he's a difference maker for, for Lazio and we saw it in the last three years or so. Uh, why he didn't work out with Liverpool? Um, I think there are some types of players that need to feel that the manager trusts them, that the manager really believes in them. And this is Luis Alberto. Uh, this is the type of player. Uh, he went on loan in Spain when he was uh, with Liverpool and he played well there. So, And the other thing is he's a trequartista, a central midfielder. Uh, Liverpool plays with a 4-3-3, so he, he hasn't got... A position there. Um, so I, th I think there's big credit to Simon Inzaghi because Inzaghi understood the quality of the player and transformed him. So I think he really one of the best midfielder in Italy. And it's very bizarre to not see him call in the Spain national squad because I think he, he has a lot of quality. 
for sure, for sure. Great stuff. Uh, a couple more questions. This one comes from Al Carp, who says, uh, much love to Italy from Sweden. He says, first of all, uh, Vittorio, who would you say has been have been the best players in Serie A so far this season? I know that's quite a broad question, but if you pick out who, who jumps to mind um, for you as, as probably Serie A standout player so far this season? Hmm, that, that's, that's difficult because, you know, uh, I would say uh, Barella probably for Inter. Barella and Lukaku now. Donnarumma had, had a terrific season so far. Uh, so, yeah, probably those are the best players at the moment yeah. in Italy. I'm happy to say Barella because he's a youngster, he's Italian. Finally, we have a very interesting player there. Donnarumma is proving to be the best goalkeeper uh, in Italy and one of the best in Europe. Um, you know, Juventus, for example, a lot of players have been really disappointing. Uh, Arthur hasn't done that much. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, I said it. So, yeah, I would say probably those are the, the, the best players at the moment this season so far. Brilliant stuff. And just finally, uh, what players should we look out for in the future? I know you mentioned Barella is a youngster. He is young, but he's performing at such a good level at the moment that he is very much on everybody's radar. Could you think of a player off the top of your head? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here that maybe well, people won't know as much about and should. As we talked a lot about uh, Spezia, then keep an eye on Bastoni. Not the inter defender. It's the midfielder of Spezia. He's... I didn't know him before this season. I didn't see him that much. He's very interesting. Uh, I I I think this summer he will move to a big team, but watch him out because he he is really a very interesting player. So keep an eye on him because uh, he he he's young. He's he's a very good player, and I think he have a lot of space to improve. So, yep, keep an eye on him. Brilliant stuff. That brings us to the end of this week's edition of Simply Serie A. My thanks to Vittorio. Uh, Vittorio, how can people uh, find you on social media and find your YouTube channel as well, which is brilliant? Well, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, Vittorio Campa on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if you want to know everything about Lazio on YouTube or on every podcast, Lazio Lounge, we talk every week about Lazio. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you go over there and check it out. We'll be back next week with another edition. Until then, ciao.